Grandpa Jim, Motivation Central Station, how are you? Are you doing well? Wonderful. Are you prospering? Are you scaling new heights for if you're not? That's not the proper human condition. We're all born to thrive and succeed, conquer and achieve. Oh, man, I hope you are doing well. What a wonderful show I put together for you. Just had some wonderful family time over this weekend. Not only did I hang out with my two-year-old grandson, but I got to hang out with my eight-month-year-old granddaughter. And wow, that was just wonderful times to watch the young kids go. And I don't want to forget my older granddaughters either because they are so wonderful. And it's great to have that great connection. You know, one thing great, you know, growing up where uh, my mother abandoned me and uh, my siblings and growing up with a very loving father. And my wife comes from a very, her parents both died in the same year. Uh, One died of a heart attack. The other died of leukemia when she was seven years old. So we really value, we do not take life for granted. Don't think for a minute that somebody cannot be snapped right in front of your eyes, taken out of your life. Um, So you know, to I the good thing, you know, we went through a lot of pain and a lot of trauma as kids. But the good thing is about that we learned, you know, that life is promised to nobody, you know. So to live each day to the fullest, you know, I listened I listened to a church. I listened to a church broadcast. And uh the gentleman was talking about family first. You know, and I, I'm not really a big church going guy or nothing but I just like the topic I saw the title family first I'm like you know this brother's spot on that's what I preach like we are definitely not promised my brother you know my mother abandoned the family my brother died at 16 of lung cancer it was the most horrible horrendous death and but the opposite of that is you know I've seen some beautiful wonderful awesome things in this life too, you know? And so if you have been traumatized in some shape or form, there is a lot of help out there and reach out for it, grab it and work through some of those traumas. And some traumas, I wrote wrote a story in the SOAR 12-step book. It's a group of uh, recovering people, people with mental illness. It's a book I wrote called the uh, SOAR 12-step recovery book. And in there, I wrote a thing about the wounded eaglet. And a little eaglet is a baby eagle, and the baby eagle falls out of its nest. And then some human helpers find the eagle. They nurse it back to life and you know the eagle grows up and goes hunts fish and does all the proper thing and just like you may be like a wounded eagle that got blown out of the the big nest in a tree storm and uh, someday I'll talk about the eagle's nest and how it's built (laughs) it's pretty fascinating stuff but for today's discussion um, just that human helpers can nurse you back to you know, through some of your traumas too. And some of those traumas, you know, the loss of a loved one, um, certain traumatic events, you're never going to get over it. It's just going to be there. But how do I cope? How do I deal? How do I put that in the past 
the What Color Is Your Brain Scan book um, that I wrote will help you with that too. And that book too is based on goal setting and they're both on Amazon if you want to learn more um, and goal set and thrive, conquer, achieve. And that's a workbook. It'll take your goal and Basically, we're like, you know, a train on a train track. We can go forward and keep chugging along and moving at different speeds, or we can sit still, or we can go backwards. But, uh, you know, my mission in life is to help you move forward and continually move forward. And, and you know, and uh, every once in a while, they'll pull over and enjoy. You know, it's not about the house it's about the people. It's not about the car. It's about the people. It's not about the tr- new truck fan. It's not about the new wristwatch. It's about the people in your lives, people. <laughs> so uh, a couple of things, man, I want to get on. Uh, one is the QAnon folks. Um, I think they're putting a little liquor into their QAnon Kool-Aid now. I think they're uh, stirring a little because they have not let anything go. If anything, it's only gotten worse. And then the Oath Keepers are going to kick the Proud Boys' asses. Uh, Both are white supremacist groups, and I'll tell you why. The Oath Keepers uh, are going to dominate the white supremacist scene. And um, then we're going to talk about uh, five current Trump cases that he has in court, and I'm going to give you my opinion on uh, which two I see the potential to losing, and then we're going to talk about Trump land again. I think uh, I did a podcast on the Trumpers, and they should grab Utah and Idaho and Wyoming, and the values that are lining up more with mine when I learn, when I'm doing more research, the more I do on these conspiracy thinkings, I just really think it's a continuation of the Civil War. And I really do. And I think a lot of it's just driven by fear and race. And I don't live in that space. I live, I don't carry guns. Um, I uh, work in very diverse communities. My family is blended and beautiful. Um, you know, my friends have always been blended and beautiful and, uh, we have a wonderful time together. And I always think too, that fear just keeps people away. There's a Senator or it was somebody in the house of representatives wants, they, they're proposing to have like a summer youth group where people that, float on the red side and people on the blue dumb side would be able to hang out with each other in the summertime just like uh, they did in Israel with the Palestinians and the Israeli kids to bring them together more and they're going to find out they have more in common than they don't and I thought that's a beautiful way you know because uh this boat might have sailed on our generation but uh hopefully we still can save the kids and have a wonderful country to live in. And so um, I want to dive in on the QAnon people right now because, number one, um, they did push them off of Twitter. They did push them off of YouTube. They did push them off of several platforms, Facebook, but you can find them. It's pretty easy. I'm not going to 
give up where to find them. I'm going to let you do a little homework because I don't want to. Um, hopefully you don't even want to look at that and just leave it alone. But I had to go look and just see what kind of uh, Kool-Aid they've been drinking and they're putting a little liquor in it. And they're still thinking that the whole world is full of pedophiles and all... Uh, Democrats and all Hollywood people are drinking the blood in satanic cults. And now they're saying that Bill Gates um, doesn't, you know, is passing the vaccination out to everybody, but he won't have his own kids vaccinated. And it goes on and on and on and on and on with that group. And so it's only getting worse. It's not getting better. And then we lead into the Proud Boys, who is a white supremacist group. And they jumped into the headlines um, for a while there in the summer. You know, Trump, you know, said stand back. And, uh, you know, the Proud Boys are coming. And the next day they were printing T-shirts and uh you know, using a slogan and, you know, this impeachment trial, it wasn't just about, um, it was about that day, unfortunately, but Trump's been building this up ever since day one, ever, you know, even before Charlottesville, you know, we all look at Charlottesville, uh, but he's had this rhetoric for a long time. And so, um, now there's a group coming in called the Oath Keepers and they've been around, uh, they they came into existence when Barack Obama came into uh, office because they don't believe that other people with different skin colors can be as intelligent <laughs> as a Caucasian person. I know a lot of stupid Caucasian people, and I'm probably one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, uh so, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, they're all kind of interconnected. But these gatekeepers, these guys are scary because they're actively recruiting police officers that are on the forces now, you know, and some of that might be playing into their thinking when they do meet people of color and they're doing arrests and, you know, in the back of their head, they're acting like they're defending the constitution. But uh, the constitution, all men are created equal, all all the key word there is all right so if you ever take a logics class in college they're going to teach you that when people use the word all to make their arguments it's usually not true right because like all republicans don't do this or that or all democrats don't do this or that or all uh fifth graders don't do this or that right so but in the constitution it says all men are created equal, right? And that's a fact. Now that's can't be argued with. And then cueing on people to come up with some of this evidence. Give us some hardcore evidence, okay? Of and then maybe we, you know, at least glance at your 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 stuff. But you have no evidence. You just shoot these conspiracies out there, and it's like. There's nothing to back it up and make it valid other than like it's maybe this is a way of you gaining friends and, you know, birds of a feather flock together, f you know, fly over to another, you know, social group or club and, and hang out with those positive people. The more whoever you hang out with is who you're going to become, you know. You hang out with positive people, you're going to become positive. If you hang out with negative people, 
you're going to become negative. So I want to move on to the five Trump cases and two of them. So he's got a couple of civil suits from uh, sexual harassment with a couple of ladies that uh, happened before the presidency and they got put on hold because he was president. Now they can become active again. And so I hope those ladies get justice um, and uh, truth, justice, honesty out of those situations. And then the two that I think are, he's got actually maybe three. The court case in Georgia where he tried to manipulate the uh, people in the voting that to find me 11,800 votes, that's all I need. Still went to want him the election. I don't know why he was so hell-bent on having Georgia, you know, still go for him. It still went to got him enough electoral votes. But that um, can be prosecuted, that case there. But the one I think that he goes down on criminally the, the, is most likely if the D.C. actually files a case against him in uh, their jurisdiction that he incited that run on the Capitol, which is just so sad. However, when the Democrats did impeach him, they couldn't have put together a better timeline and catalog uh, to prosecute him. And if not him, everybody around him, you know, it's great that they just decided they're going to create like a 9-11 commission around this and they're going to take their time. You might not hear anything about any of these cases going to court. Uh, when they do go to court, I'm praying that the Democrats play such hardball that nobody will ever, ever think of doing that to any of our fine institutions of our country ever again and throw the key away, you know, and they should be responsible for the seven deaths, the five people that died that day and the two people that were so traumatized, two police officers after the event committed suicide. You know, wow, you know, that's how bad their minds were blown. And if you look at how overpowered those police officers were, you know, part of this investigation is going to look into a couple of these cops if they were these oath keepers. The oath keepers are really recruiting police um, that are active and active military, which is scary, you know. And But the good thing is we know about this, and I'm sure there's counterintelligence and they're going to be weeding these people out. They're going to have to be really secretive about things. But that's the beauty of the Internet is everybody leaves a footprint everywhere they go. And uh, if you're an honest guy like me, you grab the receipts. <laughs> everybody gets busted by not grabbing, you know, you know, they find the receipt and they bust the guy. I'm like, I want my receipts because I, I want people to know I was here. <laughs> I use it just the opposite. The one thing that's going to pin Trump to the wall. Well, hang on. I'm going to save that for a second. But the other case is uh, the, um, you know, his $750 tax return in New York. If there isn't a place on earth that hates Donald Trump more than New York City, it, you know, it, it's New York City, and these prosecutors in those courts are going to go after him in the worst way. I see in that case, though, him just throwing lawyer after lawyer, and 
them not being able to get him physically into the court. I think this other one uh, with the incitement in D.C. And, you know, Mitch McConnell would, you know, his his comments after his comments after the impeachment trial, you know, like he said, you know, I, I voted against it because of this technicality, but for that day, he, Trump is responsible for everything, everything that happened that day. You know, and, and I'm saying it started five years ago. It, it wasn't that day, right? That was the crescendo. And, it, it, and hopefully it was the crescendo because if you do a little research right now and you float around the Internet, these guys are thriving. These guys are recruiting more. It's, it's a sad affair um, how ticked off and just how far to the right these people are. And, you know, they're so fearful of diversity and beauty and love and respect. It's just terrible. And all these guns, the gun sales have been going up and up through this pandemic. We don't need guns. We need handshakes and hugs, people. You know, and then the funniest thing about this whole thing, they just did a study on evangelicals. And evangelicals, the ones that are supposed to be Christ-like, Christ was about hugging people, showing love. They're the ones most likely to fall into these conspiracies and want to arm themselves. And, uh, you know, that's not what I was taught, Uh, you know. And I'm about, I'd rather be like Christ-like, help others at the bottom, try to help them succeed and lift them up and fight anybody, right? Love, joy, happiness. Anyways, my friends, uh, just thought I'd come on here and do a little bit of a rant for you. And I'm glad you are hanging out with Grandpa Jim tonight. Um, I think I'm going to throw that. uh, uh, I will. I had the honor and pleasure of having my two youngest grandchildren on my knee yesterday. And I think I'll throw that up on the Motivation Central Station Facebook page. Um, So remember, uh, let's all try to help somebody. Let's help another person. How can we do that, right? It doesn't have to be financially. That's that's good, too, if you can do that, because some people are really hurt in this pandemic. That's wonderful. But sometimes just a kind word or just a positive, motivating thing to a young person uh, or to anybody. You know, I work with a lot of older people and just saying some kind words and looking for those little things that they're doing, you know, that are well, that are really good. Like if they're exercising, uh, it's called motivational interviewing techniques. And you just simply say, wow, that's really cool. That's really great that you are taking time and really spending time on yourself, right? You're reinforcing that nice positive behavior. And then secondly um, is, you know, we all have a smile to give everybody. And I know, I know you all have a warm, wonderful smile. So, hey, uh, have a great one. And uh, we'll be back on here again soon, I promise you. And uh, so have a wonderful, wonderful day, night, wherever you find yourself.